Hello, listeners. It is midnight in Mercy Mountain once again, and I, Julian Glass, am here to relax your nocturnal souls. Mercy Mountain, I have a bit of a treat for you all tuning in tonight. Maybe it's more of a treat for myself, but anyway, Shinji is away for the week, visiting a friend in another state, and I miss them. I've been reminiscing, so I dug out my old diary from when Shinji and I first got to know each other. I'd like to read some of it to you here on the air over the next few nights. Let's cover our first date tonight. What a glorious night. A magnificent, splendid, superb evening. Let me start at the beginning. Shinji and I met at a new restaurant in town called Anxiety. I walked there and probably should not have. I wasn't that sweaty or anything by the time I arrived, but my boots were not made for walking. They were made for looking fabulous and stomping on white supremacy. Anyway, we went inside and sat at our table, which was in the test room. Each room in anxiety is dedicated to a specific kind of anxiety. The room we were in was test anxiety. All through dinner, I had this niggling feeling of failure and incompetence and stupidity. But I had already been feeling nervous because, well, the love of my life was finally sitting across from me. So I easily ignored the test anxiety in favor of my initial nerves. I asked Shinji about their career, which I remembered involved psychology. They study mainly behavioral psychology, though they try not to limit themselves. That got us talking about the way we behaved as children. I mentioned how, in elementary school, I was feminine, though before and after, I was neither particularly feminine nor masculine, which I found a bit strange. They became excited and gushed a bit about gender schema theory. I didn't completely follow as they were talking so quickly, but Shinji's eagerness transferred over to me, and I absorbed their enthusiasm like I was a sponge jacket in the rain. When they were finished talking about that theory, I asked what else in psychology riled them up, for better or for worse. They answered instantly, the pathologization of asexuality. Ah, listeners, now that is a rant I have heard many times over the last years, as asexuality is, well, something very near and dear to Shinji and me. Anyway, before we get to the rest of the date, let's take a look around town. Carter Bykovsky stretches his quads, having finished his run a little bit ago. 
He makes a face at the strain, then relaxes his expression upon releasing his foot. Sheila Carroll is out dancing with friends. They all seem to be having a wonderful time. Secretive, anonymous congregants at the Temple of Tridassi, clothed in hooded robes that obscure their faces, praise their goddess with their chants, whoops, and songs. The Smiths, not the rambunctious family that lives on Trillium Avenue, but the middle-aged couple who work at the library, are cleaning their house in preparation for a visit from family. Back to my diary entry. After dinner, Shinji drove us to the bowling alley. Tonight, there were paper towel rolls to knock over. I hadn't been bowling in so long. I had forgotten that they rotate nightly what objects to knock over to get points. Normally, I am pretty competitive. But tonight, I was distracted by Shinji. Their grin when they got a strike. Their laugh when I rolled a gutter ball, etc. My hands were sweaty, my stomach fluttering, as I watched them and thought about them watching me. They beat me. By a lot. Not going to say by how much. To finish out the night, we stopped by Wander Park. We found a bench to sit on and watch the sunset. I was jittery. I hoped Shinji didn't notice. Then, they reached over and took my hand. I gasped and started to recoil, but before I could jerk away fully, I realized what had happened and laced my fingers through theirs. They just smiled and squeezed my hand. Let's take a quick break from the entry for a word from tonight's sponsor. Come to El Toro Rojo, where you can buy an enchilada lunch for only $6. Come to El Toro Rojo, where you can survive an enchilada lunch for only $6. Come to El Toro Rojo, where you can recover from an enchilada lunch for only $6. El Toro Rojo, located conveniently on Maple Street. All right. Back to the memory of date night. The moment was exquisite, sitting there with Shinji, watching the emerald and mint and olive sunset blossom and then fade. I was mostly preoccupied with Shinji's touch. When the sun had been swallowed by the toothy horizon of Appalachia, we headed back to Shinji's car, still hand in hand. I was glad they were there as a sort of guide, because I was still a bit giddy. We had to release each other's hands when we got in the car, but it almost didn't matter, because Take Me Home Country Roads by Max Frost came on shuffle, and we belted it out, our voices and our souls in sync. Upon pulling up in front of my apartment building, I smiled awkwardly and gestured at one of my windows. Anyway, I said. Anyway, Shinji echoed. Yeah, I said. Yeah, they said, and leaned in and kissed me. 
My brain shorted out, I was so happy. Somehow, I stepped out of the car and wandered up to my apartment. And here we are, all caught up. And here we are, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the story of my first date with Shinji. Perhaps I will read more of my diary throughout the week, until Shinji returns home. But in the meantime, stay tuned for a vacuum cleaner satisfyingly inhaling some dirt. Have a wonderful rest of your night, Mercy Mountain. This episode was written and performed by Mallory Spencer. Music was written by Erica Pierness. Music was performed by Moss Grady. The logo was designed by the Podcast Design Company. For more, visit MallorySpencer.com or at MallorySpencerWrites on Instagram.